I had just smoked two grams of weed in my room from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. At the end of the wake and bake at 6 a.m., I was feeling brave enough to try huffing again. I was already blitzed from the hour wake and bake, but because I was already intoxicated, I figured that huffing again couldn't make me feel bad because I was already euphoric from the THC. I had already tried to inhale gasoline fumes in the past to get high, but I must have not been doing it correctly because I never got anything more than a head spin and a lightheadedness. I reached for the yellow balloon in my drawer, put it in my pocket, and put on my sandals and took a slow three minute walk to the shed. I got to the shed door, saw the gasoline, and said nah. I went in the shed to see if it has anything to get me fucked up for a few minutes. I opened the back door, and as I walked in, I laid my eyes on paint and paint thinner, bug spray, a toolkit, and what I was looking for, air duster, WD-40 brand. I had read trip reports on huffing air duster, and that some people said it could cause brain damage. I didn't care though, as I was convinced I was psychotic anyway. That is for a story later on, however. I shook the can of air duster, ignoring any texts on the can referring to inhaling the contents being harmful. I didn't care, and just wanted to get as high as possible on whatever I can get my hands on. I fired the big hit into the yellow balloon I brought with me, held the nozzle down for two seconds, and when the balloon was almost full, I exhaled, expecting to get a five minute rush at tops that could be like an inhalant DMT trip. I brought the balloon to my lips while I had no air in my lungs and inhaled half of the balloon. I tasted the chemicals in my throat and lungs. It tasted a little like an alcoholic spirit in my lungs, but dirtier. I felt the chemicals in my lungs and windpipe. It initially hurt more than smoking a full cone of bad quality weed, like seeds and stems. It was stinging in my chest for a few seconds, but then I felt lightheaded and the head spin started. I exhaled again into the balloon and began huffing. I was breathing it in, holding it as long as possible and exhaling and inhaling into the balloon. The head spin came on intensely and my vision took on a very strange quality. There was this shimmering effect. A red, blue, green, and white hue was surrounding everything in the shed and what looked like stars of light forming in my vision. I felt so different and the thoughts rushing through my mind just exploded in intensity. My vision, my mind, and my being were being sucked forward and started pulsating. I quickly told myself that I was still high on weed, so I was going to enjoy whatever happens. The music I was listening to sounded so euphoric and distant, like the ringing in my eyes sort of made the music feel distant and further away, but it still sounded amazing. I felt like I was zooming through my mind, and then I closed my eyes and kept huffing the balloon for what I thought was 10 more seconds. Straight away after doing that and taking another huff from the balloon, I was in another dimension. In my first closed eye visuals, I was in the shed, but everything had this effect that I would best describe as the edge detection video effect and moving stars. Some of these stars were colored blue, red, and white and were a prominent closed eye visual. I felt like I had broken through the fabric of time and was soaring through the emptiness of the solar system with just the stars in the background with no sense of what I was doing and where the fuck I even was. The stinging in my lungs came back and I felt like I couldn't breathe. I closed my fingers over the last duster hit left in the balloon. 
I exhaled, and the chemicals produced a strong tingling feeling in my entire body. My eyes were still closed, and I suddenly started gasping for air because I thought I was flying through the void of space. I must have blacked out at this point because everything faded to this black field of vision with slight pulsating colors of red, blue, and green. This persisted for what I might guess to be a little less than a minute, and then I was pulled back to earth and to my body. I was lying on the carpet in the shed with the WD-40 air duster can on my chest. I felt a headache briefly, it didn't last, and I was able to move and feel my body again. And when I woke and sat up, my visual frame rate was quite low, even lower than when I was high before huffing. I had intense brain fog and forgot I was high before, and all I knew was I came out of the inhaling experience without hurting myself physically or having a nightmare trip. I felt lucky that nothing went horribly wrong when I passed out and didn't hit my head on anything or to not feel like a vegetable. I stood up and stumbled around the shed laughing. I hope no one in the house heard me. I picked up the balloon and stuffed it in my pocket and put the air duster can back, afraid to ever do it again because it might cause me permanent brain damage or other serious health issues. I left the shed and I walked back slowly, stumbling and overthinking what I just did while walking back to my bedroom door. My bedroom was where I felt safe. No one was up yet, it seemed. I put a blanket over myself, my insides feeling cold, and I was physically cold as well. I think inhalants are dangerous, and I'm already afraid of dying early or bad things happening to me, and I am not up for the risk of the experience ever again. Days prior to the experience, I had not consumed any psychoactive substances. On the day of the experience, I met up with my mates for band practice. I was tired and not really feeling it, so I decided to snort a bit of the substance labeled as 2FA that I just received in the mail. I had done 2FA plenty of times in the past, and it would always provide me with clear mental stimulation and energy. I opened the sealed 2FA baggie, weighed out around 20 milligrams my .001 gram scale, and proceeded to snort it without giving it much thought. Immediately, I noticed that it felt and tasted really weird. It was very fine and fluffy, didn't burn like the 2FA I was used to, and the bitter taste had a disgusting tang that almost made me want to throw up. Eventually, I was expecting some slight stimulation to set in, but instead, I started feeling stoned. Not just multiple joints stoned, but as if a whole tray of really strong edibles was kicking in. It was at this point that I realized something was really wrong. I ran to the bathroom and looked in the mirror. My eyes looked watery and red. My pupils were normal sized. Shit, this is not 2FA. It's not even a stimulant. It's a fucking cannabinoid, I thought to myself. Immediately, I started rinsing out my nose, hoping that most of it had not been absorbed yet. I went back to our practice room and sat down, hoping that the high would wear off quickly. It wasn't even a pleasant, funny kind of high. It just made me feel dumb at this point. Later, it had not gotten any better. Instead, it had gotten worse. At this point, I was feeling a weird tingling sensation all over my body and started feeling really sick. 
I proceeded to go to our fridge to grab a drink to maybe combat the dry mouth and nausea a bit. As I stood up, I felt like I was about to fall over. While walking, I experienced this really stroboscopic effect as if I was playing a video game with very few frames per second and reduced depth perception, almost walking to the fridge. As I turned around to make my way back to the seating area, I got really confused because I had trouble recognizing where I was, feeling like a little kid who had just lost sight of his mother while on vacation in a strange city. A horrible sense of dread set in that would last throughout the whole experience. On the way back, I suddenly stopped walking as the tingling sensation in my body started shifting towards my stomach, creating a sensation like a bunch of ropes pressing on it from the outside. I think I gotta puke, I mumbled, and one of my bandmates helped me get to the bathroom. The next thing I remember is sitting down on the bathroom floor next to a puddle of my own vomit while my bandmate frantically looked for something, probably cleaning supplies. From this point on, my memory of the incident is patchy. My bandmate drove me home. At home, I tried to eat something, but threw it up immediately. Next memory, I woke up. It was dark. I periodically felt a painful tingling sensation in my chest. I realized that I was breathing, and the pain coincided with that. It hurt to breathe. I couldn't think of anything to do about it. In fact, I could barely think at all, and drifted back to sleep. Later, I woke up again. It was still dark, but there was a picture with something emitting light. I realized that it was not a picture, but the object emitting light was a lamp, and it was standing on my nightstand. It all looked like a picture because I had no depth perception. There was tingling and pressure in my lower body, which reminded me of the fact that I had a body. I realized that I was lying in bed and that this feeling was the urge to pee. It took me what felt like an eternity until I figured out how to use my legs and stand up. After going in a circle for a while and getting confused every time my perspective shifted, I realized that I probably needed to open my bedroom door to get to a place where I could pee. The way to my bathroom seemed like an endless dark tunnel leading to a single point of light. Nothing good outside of this tunnel existed. Out of the pitch black darkness on the side of the tunnel, I heard the faint whispering of multiple voices. If I had any emotional capacity left, I would probably be afraid of them. But the only emotion I was capable of feeling at this point was pure existential dread. I blacked out and came to again a while later, looking at a picture of a piece of furniture. I heard a voice calling out. I realized that I was staring at my nightstand, and the voice was my grandma calling my name. The existential dread I was feeling made me realize that something was horribly wrong, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Why would I feel like this? And where was my grandma? I looked around. Where was I? I faintly remembered that I lived here. I, who was I? Was I really me? I felt so disconnected from everything, including myself, that nothing seemed real. My grandma called again, apparently from my kitchen. There were other faint voices coming from it. Was she talking to someone? Who else was here? I went to the kitchen and opened the door. Nobody was in there. Then, it hit me like a brick. I lived alone. My grandma never was here. In fact, she had died several years ago. I realized that I must have lost my mind. My thoughts caught up with the constant existential dread I was feeling. 
I started remembering that I had ingested a substance. How long ago was it? Looking at my clock, I had trouble deciphering it. Exhausted from the mental strain that trying to read a clock put on me, I went back to sleep. Waking up again, it was bright day outside. I still felt so horrible, so dysphoric, as if I would never be able to experience happiness again. My brain was all foggy and I still couldn't think straight. I turned on my computer in an attempt to distract me from my current state. It took me forever to remember my password. I tried playing some StarCraft, a game I was really good at, to try and have some fun. I did not have any fun. I was too dumb to play it. That's it. You've broken your brain. You are mentally disabled now. This is what it feels like to have severe brain damage, I thought to myself. I started sobbing. The whole rest of the day is only a blur. The next day I felt a little bit better, still foggy and prone to mental exhaustion, but not as bad as the day before. Over the next few days, the fogginess and mind-numbingly dysphoric feeling went away, leaving me with some recurring periods of derealization that would take months to fully subside. After looking through the assortment of the vendor I ordered from, I realized that the mislabeled substance ingested must have been THJ-018 since it was the only cannabinoid they sold. Aside from that, they only had stimulants and pathogens and psychedelics. Before this experience, I naively assumed that this research chemical vendor, which had a good reputation, could be trusted. But the harsh reality is, none of them should be trusted when it comes to your health. Take my nightmarish experience as a tale of caution. Never ingest anything if you're not absolutely certain what it is. Always check the identity of your drugs with a test reagent. I had gone out of town to attend a party at my friend's university. Recently, I've been using generic tramadol for pain relief, anti-anxiety, and opiate-like euphoria on a semi-regular basis. I've consumed no more than 200 milligrams in a day prior to this experience, and I've never combined it with alcohol. I am aware that combining true opiates with alcohol can be a deadly combination, but I was under the impression that the reason for that was severe respiratory depression, causing the user to stop breathing and simply die. As far as I know, tramadol does not carry that particular side effect in the same degree that normal opiates do, so I was curious if I could get away with using tramadol early in the day to relieve my social anxiety and allow me to break out of my shell a bit in terms of talking to people, and then still drink at night as long as I stayed within reason. To test the effects, I began by taking 150 milligrams of tramadol at about 7.45 a.m., after some time, I decided that the high was not good enough and took another 50 milligram pill. This was a nice buzz. I was up before everyone else and I spent my time thinking about some ideas for work. I even wrote a poem with little magnetic words that my friend had stuck to his fridge. It was not a masterpiece, but decent, considering the limited vocabulary. It was about sinning or opiates and Satan or something. Using the only non-dirty words I could find on the fridge, I titled it, Come Clean. Perhaps God is never brilliant. Embrace in me and my dark universe. We can drink to your eternity. 
It made a lot of sense to me at the time. It doesn't seem so special now, but regardless, I was feeling good. I spent the morning high, not even close to nodding, but just a little euphoric and talkative. I was enjoying myself and meeting some new people. At around noon, I drank a bottle of beer, just to see if I would notice any extreme reaction between the two drugs. Nothing, little buzz, felt normal. I stayed in the house and drank a few more beers as the hours went by. I was really enjoying the ability to talk to people without the extreme social anxiety that I normally feel. I felt like I was on my game, like people were enjoying my company. It was fantastic. As hours passed, still no bad reactions. Little buzz whenever I drank and standard effects from the tramadol, but as day turned to night, I felt the effects begin to dissipate. Now, from personal experience, I know that tramadol causes effects within the brain that can last over 24 hours. I will still feel pretty damn good 12 hours after ingestion, and 26 to 28 hours later, I typically still feel good enough not to want another pill without sufficient reason. This implies to me that its serotonergic effects are long-lasting and serious. Even knowing this, I decided to redose. My prescription says not to exceed 8 pills in a day, and being slightly high, I decided to go against my better wisdom and dose another 100 milligrams to try and get that feeling back, even knowing that I plan to drink more later. I really wanted to talk to this one girl, and I could feel the moment falling through my fingers. I had to take a little more to make the night memorable. I dosed up, and before I knew it, I was feeling pretty high again, except my head sort of felt weird, and I was worried that I might induce a seizure. I waited for the feeling to pass, then took another 50 milligrams, waited for that same feeling again, and let it pass, then took another 50 milligrams. All the while, I'd begun drinking much more rapidly. I didn't know exactly how many beers I had, but I felt buzzed, hardly drunk. Finally, several drinks later, I started feeling drunk. I had practically forgotten about the tramadol and was loving the night. I couldn't believe that I was talking with this girl. I am way too socially awkward for her to want to spend this much time talking with me, but there we were. I was so happy. Then things get hazy. I stayed out on the balcony and she went inside. Things start to get dark and suddenly I am throwing up. I vomit a bit on the balcony between my shoes and then realized how retarded that is and tossed my stomach contents over the edge for a good 20 minutes at least. I eventually got moved inside by my friends to finish my tossing in the bathroom. I felt like a tool. I couldn't have had more than 68 drinks spread out over two hours and here I was violently vomiting. I figured it was a little bit of the tramadol and alcohol and just a bad combination. Things got much worse. I finally managed to lay down. At this point, I realized I'm going to have a headache that will be fully debilitating in the morning. What I don't realize is that I will wake up early at an unknown time, but several hours ahead of everyone else again, and stumble my way to the bathroom to vomit grass-colored yellow-green bile into the bowl. Something was wrong here. I continued to vomit, and between vomiting, had extremely vivid closed-eye hallucinations. Typically, the hallucinations would put me in another place, doing something or talking to someone, only to be snapped back into the shitty reality of this bathroom in my condition. 
They reminded me of the delirium caused by insomnia and large doses of diphenhydramine. I couldn't hold my body up properly, and my legs went fully numb, followed shortly after by my arms. Each time I would vomit, it would be difficult, like I was extracting every last bit of liquid out of my body. Yellow bile was all that was left in me, and I would be fine until my stomach filled with enough of it, I would inevitably vomit it out. Typically about 2-3 to three tablespoons worth of liquid, and nothing else. I could not move, at times I would attempt to urinate or defecate, and though sometimes successful, I often could not pull my pants back up afterward. The energy required to do so was simply too great. Before people in the house started waking up, I managed to pull my pants onto my hips, but could not button them or put my belt on. I had a high fever, though the exact number is unknown because I had no access to a thermometer. I was sweating, and my body just felt like shit. I sat there for hours, drifting in and out of hallucinations, and occasionally vomiting bile. Eventually, my friends came to ask if I was alright, and I told them no, but that there wasn't much they could do for me. I asked for water, but I knew that I couldn't drink it. I put a few drops in my mouth just to try and wash some of the acidity out, but just doing that made me feel like I needed to vomit again. Eventually, as things began to calm down, I waved a friend into the bathroom. I was now propped up against the wall, facing toward the bedroom they were in, and looking fairly… dead. I asked him if our friends could vacate the bedroom so that I could try to rest. The hallucinations were still strong, and I was drifting in and out of sleep and dreams. I wanted a bed. I hoped this could be slept off. My friends complied and I enjoyed the bed. I got vicious cold sweats. My whole body was soaked, but the exhaustion was extreme, so I eventually drifted off after vomiting just one more time into a bucket. The interesting thing here is that the tramadol euphoria was still somewhat strong, and I found myself singing Don't Stop Me Now by Queen into the bucket as I was dry heaving. After a little rest, I woke back up, feeling much better, but entirely too fucking hot. I couldn't believe how hot it was. I was shivering just a little while ago, and now I felt like I needed to strip naked. The good news was that the stomach-churning nausea had faded, and I was able to start slowly slipping water to rehydrate myself. To relieve the headache I had acquired, I downed three Advil cold and sinus. I normally take these for sinus headaches, and I know the pseudoephedrine can get my heart going fast sometimes, but I was about to realize I just made another mistake. As the headache faded, I went out to the living room. Suddenly, my fingers grew numb, then my hands, then my arms. Within 30 minutes, both of my arms were completely numb and tingly, and I could hardly use them to lift things. My heart was racing, but I was fully coherent by this point and began to ask my friends, You guys know what to do if I have a heart attack, right? You know CPR? They didn't really know about it, but they had a general idea. Due to the tramadol euphoria, I was alright with a general idea. I'm sure they wouldn't let me croak, right? It was strange to be thinking about my potential death while completely coherent and euphoric. I didn't really care too much, or as I later said to a friend, I had a rather cheery disposition regarding my expiration. The numbness eventually faded after giving everyone a good scare, and I decided that it had something to do with the extreme lack of food in my system, and just everything else that I had been ingesting that the pseudoephedrine gave me a pretty scary side effect. 
Now, about 12 hours after the whole ordeal has passed, I'm able to have some retrospection on it. At first, I believed that I had triggered an extreme serotonin toxicity in my brain, but now that I've done some googling, I've found that I just got a wicked combination of things. There was probably some serotonin toxicity, though I suffered no renal or liver failure, and that was my greatest fear. I constantly checked my eyes for signs of yellowness. I believed that I was severely dehydrated and exhausted, which may have caused the hallucinations. The sweating and fever may have been induced by a serotonin toxicity, and the numbness in my arms the next morning was most certainly caused by the pseudoephedrine being taken under such extraordinary circumstances. If I could redo that night, I would have hydrated better throughout the day and night. I probably still would have redosed because my reasoning behind that was not entirely logical, so it would be hard not to do it again in the same circumstance. I also would have drank less, perhaps one drink per hour, ideally matched with a drink of water between each alcoholic beverage, and I should have taken regular Advil without the pseudoephedrine. In the end, I feel like I should have been smarter than this, and my youthful sense of immorality has caused me to do something that I feel very stupid about in retrospect. I'm embarrassed to even talk about it. I'm supposed to be more responsible than this, and to know what I am doing. I do not know if I was genuinely at risk of death or long-term injury, though I did notice some extremely shallow breathing before I went to sleep, and that obviously could have been very dangerous. I was certainly miserable and showing signs of some kind of overdose. I'm sure it scared my friends, especially because they did not know what I had taken. My advice would be not to follow my example. Tramadol should not be used in combination with other drugs, and it can potentially be dangerous to do so. As for me, I have to rectify how absolutely stupid the whole thing was and pray that the girl did not think lesser of me from growing violently ill off of six beers. I used to be an alcoholic. Where I live, it is fairly common for people to drink a lot, so I never saw any issues. My first time being drunk was terrible. We were 14 and I remember when I took my first shot of Smirnoff vodka. My throat for some reason shut itself and I couldn't breathe. It was disgusting, but I did it and continued to. As the night went on, I drank everything I could get my hands on, from Four Locos to beer to tequila. I did not know how to drink at all. I remember the feeling that I absolutely needed more booze. Keep in mind, it was the first time I drank. I broke a few things, threw up, and went to sleep. My parents caught me the day afterwards because of all the puking in my eyes. I stopped for a while, but then in high school, I started drinking again. Just with friends at first, it was normal. Even some of my friends' parents allowed it. As I continued to drink every weekend, my tolerance went up to the point where I chugged and chugged alcohol and blacked out at every single party I went to. I was a mess and people started to notice. I was made fun of for not knowing how to drink, so then I learned, or so I thought. I once called one of my girlfriends and told her that I liked her. I did not call her. I had called her sister, who was in my grade, cried and told her that I liked her and that I hated that we could not be together. I woke up the next day feeling super ashamed and with lots of bruises because I fell down so many times. 
I never had any issues during the week with wanting a drink. At this point, I still respected myself and would not drink on weekdays, but then the pandemic came. My dad was really stressed and he started to drink every night when he arrived from work. He got worse and I told my mom about it. She said that it was okay for him to drink because it was his only free time in the day and after all the hard work, he deserved a drink. When I heard this, I did not think much of it. I was really annoyed at my dad because he screamed at us to go to sleep at 9pm because we had school the next day. This fractured the almost non-existent relationship I had with my dad. I got really depressed and after school, I started to drink in the evenings. I thought it was okay for me to reward myself with a drink. I then developed some really bad habits. Every time that I arrived from a party where I drank a lot, I would come into my house and directly go for a drink. Sometimes I had three. I would always fall asleep and wake up with my cup half full. I had to drink it of course. My appointments with my psychologist always landed on a Saturday morning, so I would go there feeling a little bit drunk and I felt like the king of the world. I realized I had a problem and that things at home and school were not going well. I decided to go study in a small town in France. It was my first time in Europe and little did I know that people drank a lot in smaller amounts but more frequently. I made friends quickly and we started playing pool and drinking every day. During the three months I was there, I thought I learned how to control my drinking. I never had a bad night where I blacked out. I went back home with a girlfriend and newly acquired tastes. I remember the first time I went to visit her. We were going to a party and I was really, really sick. I had the flu, a very strong one. I felt like my heart was going to explode, but I had to see her because I had not seen her since coming back from Europe and she was my first girlfriend. At the party, I felt like I was going to faint, so I drank, and realized the more I drank, the better and more relieved I felt. This was a mind-blowing discovery. Things got bad with her and me, and I started to really drink. Again, I never had any major problems other than throwing up and headaches. I had always gotten back up. I went on a trip to visit the friends I made in France and to show us around their town. They took us partying. I had a beer at the airport, wine on the plane, and when they picked us up, we went for beers and played pool again like we used to. The next day we went to a casino, I had a few drinks there, and then we went to my friend's house. The plan was to stay there, but they got invited to a club and they brought us with them. We ordered 3 liters of tequila and finished it in about 2 hours. I was so drunk to the point where I told my friends that I was leaving, by myself. They did not allow this, of course. The next day it was the same. I had so much tequila, if not more the second day, combining it with Jägermeister and Red Bull. I surprisingly got home safely and I felt totally fine. The next day our national team was going to play in the World Cup. I woke up really early, feeling drunk, so I snuck out and had a little more tequila in the morning, then two hard seltzers at my friend's house. As I was on my second seltzer, I started to get a headache. It started getting worse and worse. I felt extremely dizzy and thirsty, so I ordered some electrolyte filled drinks. I had two of them, but the pain was not going away. I then ate to see if food was the cure I needed. It was not. I then had sparkling water with salt and lemon because it apparently helped, but did nothing. I then went to throw up. 
It was really hard because I could feel like I was going to faint right away. I felt the need of peeing, but then as I tried, I couldn't. Nothing would come out. It was a terrifying feeling. I knew it was serious then. I felt so embarrassed, but I told my friends that I needed to go to the hospital. They were really scared and angry at me, telling me I was exaggerating, some even suggesting I drink some more. As I was in the car, all of my body was hurting. Just sitting in the car seat caused me pain. My chain even caused me pain, and I felt like I was going to die. My heart was beating at 180 beats per minute. My ears were ringing, and I could not open my eyes because of the bright lights. I told the doctor what I felt, and he said it was just a panic attack. He gave me some medicine to deal with the hangover, and that was it. I still felt like absolute shit, like I was on the brink. After arriving at my friend's house, I told them I was going to sleep. I talked with my girlfriend for a while, and I calmed down. But then it all went south when I hung up. I tried to sleep, and turned again and again. Everything was a pain. I was throwing up and looking up what was going on. I read that you could die from alcohol withdrawal, but I thought that the amount that I drank was not enough for this. I drank more on other days, but it was never this bad. I could not sleep at all, and as I was lying there, I started to hear laughter from the roof. It was odd since my friends were really far away from where I was. My friends told me afterwards that it was just the AC. I started to hear voices and screams. I saw some extremely scary faces. They were pitch black standing above me. I did not sleep a single minute that night, and I stopped drinking for the rest of the trip, and I quit drinking for about two months after this. I've had more problems with it, but I almost don't drink anymore because I smoke weed now. I never want to drink alcohol again. I cannot finish describing how terrifying it was, because I still don't understand what I went through. Never normalize drinking large amounts of alcohol in your life, because it is not normal, and it doesn't lead to anything good. On January 3rd, 2023, I ordered some Benadryl as I was waiting an awfully long time for my acid dealer to come through. At this point, all I wanted to do was not be sober so I would take anything that was handed to me. I've never had a bad trip or even a bad experience on any drug except the early days of weed smoking with all the paranoia. I always research the living hell out of all the drugs I take and make sure I'm getting from a legit dealer. With my love for horror and the fact it was a legal high, I slowly convinced myself to try it. Worst mistake of my life. The next day, my package arrived and I waited for my parents to sleep so I could trip. I originally was going to split it with my best friend, 500 milligrams each. However, as I said earlier, I could not help myself at the time. Knowing I had a way to not be sober right in front of me was an opportunity too hard for me not to take. I popped 500 milligrams, and an hour later, popped the other 500 milligrams. About two hours into my initial dose, I started to feel it. I started seeing pixels on the walls flowing extremely fast. At first, it was hilarious for some reason. I was on a Discord call to my friends, uncontrollably laughing at what I was seeing. The pixels started getting more and more in depth, morphing into faces, shapes, and animals, you name it. 
I started feeling extremely heavy and was dehydrated. I tried to get some water, but was very quickly distracted. I saw two translucent figures appear in my room with morphing heads. Both of their eyes were following me, and I could not go to the bathroom as they were standing right in front of the door. I wasn't really having too bad of an experience thus far, and was still somehow in a good mindset. The figures started fading in and out of existence. I noticed how dark and grungy my room looked, and then one of the figures faded back into reality and took one big step closer to me and faded back out. This is when I truly started getting terrified. I had this horrible feeling of impending doom and a sinking feeling in my chest that I could not ignore. I went back to my PC and tried speaking to my friends. I couldn't get a word out and left the call pretty quickly after that. I started hearing whispers and seeing spiders crawling in the corners of my room. I remember I looked down and a little white spider was crawling up my leg and was growing as it got closer. Even though I am terrified of spiders, for some reason it wasn't bothering me. At this point, there was still a part of me that knew it wasn't real. I heard a woman scream behind me and it sent me into panic mode. I laid down on my bed praying that I could fall asleep. I was extremely tired but was too terrified to even close my eyes. I was still seeing faces on the walls, different variations of the translucent figures in my room, spiders in every corner and was hearing whispers coming from every direction. My best friend who I planned to take the DPH with walked into my room and said hi. I got a burst of energy and managed to get up and hug him. I was so relieved. We started talking about random stuff and felt like he was there for hours. Then I nodded my head and it teleported back to my chair. My friend had disappeared entirely. This kept happening over and over again and was frightened to my core as I could no longer tell what was real and what was fake. To anyone who has tried DPH, you know exactly what this feels like. The way you just nod back up like you just woke up from a dream, except you thought it was a thousand percent real. Seriously terrifying stuff, and that alone should convince you not to try this shit. The last thing I remember before going into complete psychosis was everyone I knew came into my room. Friends, family, people I hadn't seen in years. They all started screaming at me, telling me how much of a failure I was and how I hurt them. They were telling me to kill myself over and over again as they circled me. Then all of a sudden, I nodded up again, and they were all gone. The only things I remember before I started coming to was me in a tunnel. It was puke green and looked like something out of Alien. It felt like I was staring at this tunnel for days on end, couldn't move, speak, even think properly. Then I was in a very similar looking puke green colored building, which I think was my old school lunch area. There was a huge spider on the wall that didn't move, and below it was a long pane of glass. On the other side of that glass, I saw every girl I had a crush on, loved, and had been in a relationship with. There was an old man chasing them with a frying pan, beating them all to death while I was forced to watch, still not being able to move. I was so sad that I couldn't help them. It broke me completely for months after the experience. In a blink of an eye, I was in the hospital with my mom who sat next to me. I was still very confused, asking her questions like, where's my computer? Why does my room have windows now? I was still convinced I was in my room somehow. 
Everyone in the hospital was morphing into people I knew, and I thought everyone was staring at me, sometimes laughing, which they probably were. I was not obeying the orders of the doctors and kept pulling the IV line out of my wrist. I kept begging my mom to take me home when I realized where I was. I also kept getting phantom cigarettes, which apparently is a bit of a delirium phenomenon. Constantly taking one puff I didn't know I had, then looking down and it disappearing. I was finally coming to and later that night was checked out of the hospital and was on my way home. I was basically back to normal at this point, still seeing minor delusions and phantom cigarettes, but I could think straight. My mom told me she woke up at 8am and I was half naked in the garden speaking gibberish. I was trying to call my friends on a calculator and even an orange juice carton. My friend who was still on call with me for the start of my trip said when I came back to the mic, I was speaking gibberish and he couldn't understand a single word. Apparently, my mom said at one point I wasn't even speaking gibberish and it was like a new language which she thought sounded like Latin. I can't even fathom how that's possible. For the next month or so, I couldn't get anything I saw out of my mind, but it slowly got better with time and has honestly made me a lot better of a person. I realized a lot about myself that day, and as horrible of an experience as it was, it woke me up to so many things. I am doing a lot better now, and it's safe to say I will be sticking with the classic psychedelics from now on. At the time, I was a 16-year-old girl. I'd been experimenting with drugs since I'd turned 14 and had dabbled with alcohol, cigarettes, marijuana, robitussin, cocaine, mushrooms, and ecstasy. I assumed that huffing keyboard cleaner would just be a mediocre high, silly like a robo trip, and easy to stop. I was wrong. I discovered the can in my house one day and planned to use it that night as my family would be gone. I put on some Animal Collective and took a huff of the cleaner. Within 10 seconds, I could feel a wave of warm numbness coming towards me. The wave surrounded my brain, filling my head with a pleasant buzzing. The buzzing spread from my brain and filled my body with a warmness that I haven't found in any drug since. My body was filling with strange pulsating vibes, a numbness that can be compared to the opposite of electric shock. I entered a void of pleasurable calmness for about 5 minutes before the high faded. I immediately missed the pulsing warmness of the drug, so I took another huff, a bigger one this time. It instantly hit my body and I returned to the state that I'd been in before. I sat in the coziest chair I could find and sat with my mouth hanging open, feeling my face. I had entered a different reality, physically the same, but emotionally foreign. My brain was flooded with psychedelic thoughts and I experienced a handful of visuals that blew my mind. Colors and textures had completely changed and the world around me was morphing and glowing. My body was filled with a warmness from my head to my toe and all the while filled with a loud but comforting buzz. I continued to hit the bottle once or twice every five minutes until it was so cold that I could no longer hold it. I went all the way to wrap it in a towel just so I can continue huffing. After about an hour and a half of constantly huffing, I lost complete track of time 
Time itself had left me, and I was in a completely different reality. I had been sitting and drooling on myself for a few hours. I took a huge hit, emptying the bottle. I let the high surround me, fill my body. This time, it hit me in the wrong way. I instantly saw the world around me begin to spin out of control. My body temperature rose rapidly and I broke out in a sweat. I stumbled my way to the bathroom and stared at myself in the mirror. My eyes were red and I looked like I had been awake for days. The rest of these memories are a blur, but this is what I remember. I stared in the mirror, feeling my face. The only way I knew I was touching myself was from my reflection. I was instantly scared that I would be stuck this way, that I had been high for days and would never come down. I felt the world around me breaking down and was instantly convinced that I was going to die. I slapped myself in the face to try to bring myself down, alert myself back to reality, but I had lost all feeling. I continued to slap and punch myself until I lost faith and accepted that I was going to die. Physical sickness shot through me and I threw up for about 20 minutes, the most violent puke session I have ever had. Convinced I was going to die, I filmed a video on my camcorder stating that if I was dead the next morning, I was sorry and that I loved everyone. I was fully convinced that I was about to die and was ready to say my goodbyes. I called my friend to tell her what was going on and she told me to run to the shower, turn on the cold water, and stand it in until my body temperature came down. I woke up about a half an hour later from electric shock. I was instantly brought back to reality, stinging throat, fully clothed, in the cold shower. I stumbled out, threw on a towel, and crashed. To this day, I feel an instant sickness when I'm around the smell of keyboard cleaner. The high started out great, but it almost ended lethally. If I am ever going to do it again, I now know not to do more than three or four huffs, but it is not worth the risk of brain damage or death.